This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube I'm following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Are you ready? I'm saying... Are you ready? Hello. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome along. <laughs> Excuse me laughing here. I can see what's going on in the green room. You couldn't. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> Anybody remember Pan, Pan's People and Legs and Co? <laughs> it, was, it was up there with it. Good evening. It's Lessons Till I Die TV. How the devil are you? I tell you what, if nothing else, it put a smile on my face. I have to thank the Man City fan for that. Yes, it wasn't the best weekend, was it, football-wise? Uh, Leicester City nil, uh, Manchester City won. It seemed to be our regular beating. Um, but how did you see the game? Um, defensive masterclass, uh, parking the bus. Could we have got something? You know, we, we managed to hit them on the break a few times. Was it? Was it offside? Mm. I, I, I had to probably have to say it was one of those toenail jobs, but, you know, it saved us against Norwich. It wasn't going to save us against Man City. We are available on YouTube, Leicester Slide ITV. Please get over there if you're not. Tweet my buttons, pull my knobs, subscribe and do everything. You know I enjoy it. Facebook, Leicester Slide I, the group. Twitter, at Leicester TID. We are on um, tonight with the opposition show. We're going to find out what Man City think. Well, if he ever stops dancing. <laughs> Bring my first guest in and say good evening to Ray, Man City fans. Hey, putting down some good moves there, you were, Ray. We got three points more than you. We got three <laughs> points more than you. Yeah, had a good weekend, mate. Well, I'll tell you, God, I'll, I'll just say something here. Your dancing is probably better than your singing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that one. Um, yeah, I've been better. I've been better. You didn't um, You didn't do a, how can I put this, an, an Arsenal on us. We, you only conceded the one. It could have been a draw. I think a draw maybe would have been a fair result. But I think you're probably going to argue with me on that one. Of course. But, uh, I need some support, so let's bring in. You know this guy, Scott. Good evening, Scott. Hi, Chris. Hi, Ray. Beth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just. I'm just going to move <laughs> move Ray down there. There we go. There we go. He's, I wouldn't I would say he's got a big forehead, but the Man City logo <laughs> covered it. You know? Um. We're going to have two different views. Let's just get some, some early comments in. Matthew, good evening, Matthew. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, I hope you're well. Um, whereabouts are you? Are you traveling again today? Um, David, hi there, Chris. Glad to see you doing well. Thank you, David. You too. Nippon, uh, a Chelsea fan. Good evening, Nippon. How the devil are you? And uh, Yes, how the devil am I? Yeah. Uh, do I say that a lot? Um, I, apparently I am. It's becoming my catchphrase. Good game, good game, as they say. Um, they got the panel. Facebook user, good evening. Not sure who you are. Let's come to Scott, first of all. Um, should we have got a point? I think it's... 
I think when you look at things, no, not to be honest. I think there, there were too many players that unfortunately let us down through through the whole 90 minutes. I think we were, we were unlucky with the Vardy offside, but I still don't think that we deserved a point out of it, to be honest. I mean, Ray, you were throwing at one point the kitchen sink at us. I mean, I was watching it and listening to it, and it was like, you know, Custer's last stand at some point. You know, we were throwing bodies and everything in there. Um yeah, it was a lucky deflection for the goal. Uh, poor Soyuncu. Oh, man. <laughs> Again. You, you didn't big him up. What's the opposite of bigging somebody up uh, before the game? You said he just needs a break. Everything's going wrong for him. You know, and, you know, it so happened again. It, a, a bad break for Soyuncu. Yes, it, it, it was. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't. I can't blame the guy for a deflection. Yeah, that's the, that's taking it a bit too far. But um, you know, I mean, I was I was listening to, it and I think when you look that probably five of our best players on the pitch were the goalkeeper and the four defenders. That kind of says something yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say I, I looked at the stats today, and like we had see had twenty five shots to your eight. I mean, you'd expect City to be dominant, have the possession there, uh, 60% possession to your 40. I mean, when you talk about it could have been a draw, and yes, you know, I think you had two good chances, that uh, the Barnes header that hit the bar, and uh, obviously the, we'll talk about the offside Vardy goal. Miles off, mate, miles off. But when you look <laughs> at the expected goals, the expected goals, I mean, Leicester were well under one. I looked at a couple of different expected goals, and but on both of them you were under one, and City were almost three. So you know mm. it, it kind of shows the level of uh, or the quality of the chances that City had, and the number of the chances, the quality and quantity of the chances that City should have got on the expected goals about three goals. So mm. you know it's uh, it's I think. Mm. Score is probably reasonable at the end of the day. If you scored one, we should have scored three. How about that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I will. I will admit. At, at some point, like I can say I was thinking, like you know, how many is this going to turn into? And I think one one nil at the end wasn't too bad. But we know, don't we, uh, Scott? You know, and and I'm one here that actually sort of usually likes to quote stats so we will come on to stats later but playing devil's advocate for once you know we know that possession isn't everything we won the league with very you know one of the lowest possessions of any team that that season and and, and I don't know if you saw the game Scott but when Wolves played Man United Wolves were all over Man United they were having shots from everywhere but they didn't score and Man United went up at the end and got the one stat that mattered the goal so had that goal from Vardy gone in, uh, I think it probably would have been a, a different game. Yeah, it's. I think quite. I didn't get to watch the Man United versus Wolves match, unfortunately. Um, but like you say, with with Vardy in the offside and that sort of thing, it, it's a case of you know goals do change games, um, and I do find especially with Leicester, that they have a tendency to sort of kick on, especially in tight affairs like against your Man City's, your Liverpool's and things like that. They're the sort of teams that Leicester do, team, do tend to sort of um, come out a lot better off once they do get a goal. 
I, I must admit, I mean, you know, if, if we look at and say, quote the stats here, Ray, you know, the, the, we've played 20 times, not including uh, the weekend. You know, you'd won seven, we, we, we'd won seven, so you won 11. It is one of those games that we kind of, up beforehand, we were talking about, well, if we lose it, it's Man City. Um, do you look at Leicester and think, well, it's, it's Leicester, we're going to beat them this no, time? Or? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, I can, off the top of my head, uh, in the last five years, just over five years, think of three times you beat us, that 4-1. Um, yeah. a few years back, the 5 2 last season, the community shield now, so there's three. And sorry, could... sorry, sorry to correct you, the English Super Cup, sorry, the English yes. World, the English World Championships that's the one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> hey, we won it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you th- if you think we probably played in that time 12 or 13 times in yeah. five and a bit years, that's two league games, that's 10. Uh, there's that league cup, um, there'll probably be 12 or 13 times, and you've won three, so you've got that's a for me, that's a decent record, you know. It's better than most teams, it's better, you know, it's better than Arsenal's record against City, for instance, yeah. in the last five years. Um, yeah. so it's, it's if you're winning about, about one quarter of the games, it's not bad. Mm. It's not bad at all. And we do um, like but, to play Man City in a way as you let us play. You know, Vardy always does well against you. He normally yeah. manages to score. And we'll come on to that and say in a second. But you, you do allow us to play. You you seem to play a very high back line, which yeah, allows Vardy to play. Not change. City aren't going to change for Leicester. We're yeah. going to keep giving you chances. Because, but City, you know, Pep believes he his methods and his, his strategy and his tactics are going to work. So he's going to keep doing the same old thing and take a risk. We'll take the risk with you guys. Yeah, and not normally. In fairness, it works off. Um, we spoke. We spoke about this before uh, when we uh, we did the preview, Ray and Scott. Ask you what your thoughts are. Should Scott Carson have been in goal? You know, should the Brazilian players have been on the pitch? I think at the end of the day, you you just got to look at FIFA, the FA, and let them decide it because. Unfortunately, as fans, we don't really have a say. Um, it, it's one of those that it's tit for tat. Brazil, Brazil uh, Football Association clearly wasn't happy with the situation, and you know it goes on to FIFA and UEFA and all that to sort of settle between themselves. And we just as as fans, you've just got to um, hope. Hope that they don't play, but if they do play, you hope that your players are going to turn up and put them to the yeah, sword, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I said to you, didn't I, Ray? That if I was, a, if that was a, if roles were reversed, mm. I'd be wanting those players out there. And you do, you, you know, the, the end of the day, you pay the wages. You know, it, it's. You, you know, we have the point, you know, um, Johnny Evans was called up by Northern Ireland and we turned around and said, well, no, he's injured, you know, and you, we want him for the for the um, yeah. dressing room. And we're saying, well, no, we want him on the train, the training room. So I, I get the fact yeah, that the they fact played. Would it have been different, do you think, if they hadn't? Um, well, Edison made it a, a couple of saves, didn't he? I, I, I'm not sure Scott Carson would have made them. You don't know, obviously, no. unless you're in that situation. Uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad Jesus 
started above Maris. Uh, so you don't know if it's going to make a, a difference. It's just one of those um, unknowns. But I'm yeah. I, I, obviously, you know, you prefer to get your your best team out. Yeah. And looking at these stats, um, Scott, I mean, they're not um, <laughs> they don't make good reading. But you know, you've got to look at them and say, well, I mean. 25 goal attempts to six, um, 60% ball possession to 35. The passes were 200, the more the touches were 200. I don't think that gives the full view of the game because I think, and I spoke to Craig, he came on the post-match show, who was down at, uh, down at the KP, and he was saying it was probably our best performance of the season. Although we lost... We played better in that game than we did in the win over Wolves or the win over Norwich. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I did find that, especially with the likes of Soyuncu being on the right hand side of, of the centre back pairings, that made a big difference in not only in his confidence, but the way that he he seemed to he he seemed to play he seemed to play a lot better than what he has recently. Um, and I think you know w- when you look through the the actual team itself, there was a lot of players um, that, when it comes down to how they've played over the last three or four games, that they really haven't sort of made anything really happen. Um, whereas this time round, I did feel that. We had things that we could be proud of as fans, but there's still plenty of work that you know we need to work on. Or Brendan for that, for that. Yeah, and and Ray Brendan said, "I thought we deserved something from the game. You have to stay in the game against a team of that quality. I thought we were excellent and created a lot of chances." And I know, like I say, I don't think the stats do give the full impression because we've got Napoli coming up on Thursday in in the Europa League. And looking at how we performed, and Scott will probably agree with me here, in last season's Europa League, when we went out to Slavia Prague, we were bloody awful yeah. in those two games. We deserved to go out. Um, we needed something to give us a, some confidence to go in there. And I can say, I think, I think we, you know, yes, you know, we had to defend. You were coming at us, I can say, like wave after wave. You know, it, it was like Zulu on a times 10 at times, but you know, we, we, we defended well. Some would say maybe part of the bus, but there was questions about our defence. We spoke about Soyun Chu sort of again before the game. He was switched over to the right, unlucky with the deflection, but I, I do think our, our defence played well. Yeah, I mean, as, as we say, you know, if you watch the, the game or even the highlights, you see your, your defenders diving everywhere. Uh, uh, you know, to, to stop the ball going in. Brendan Rodgers has got to be positive. Obviously, he's not going to come out and say we were rubbish or you know we were never in that game. You've got a big game coming up this week, so he's got to be bullish and positive and look for the positives and keep the. And that's how I think he's going to operate. He's got to keep the guys feeling confident, motivated, you know, ready for for the next game. And put this one to bed and take take the positives. Take the positives you can from this game. And just roll on to the next. Getting three points, anything off City is a bonus. I think that's where most clubs look at it. Yeah, um, and and you know, and 
you know, it's, it's a bonus you didn't get spanked by five because I think that will hurt your confidence. That that would have done, yes. You know, I think I think you've got to agree with that there, Scott. You know, that would have been the last thing we needed going into 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 Europe this season. Uh, Dorco says here, I don't know if you'd agree with this at all, Scott. And um, good evening, Dorco. How the devil are you? I was at the game and I thought that Leicester lacked the belief. Leicester seemed to have lost the fearless factor. Do you think we're becoming? And I'll ask you this again straight after Ray. But Scott, first of all, do you think? We're almost becoming our own success is causing us problems in the fact that you know we've done so well that when we're you know getting games that we like this or we don't play so well, it's almost like what's happening. I can I can see where you're coming from, um, but I think a lot of it is due to confidence, um, and when you look at how Soinju has been through the Euros, how he started the beginning of the season as well. You know, he, he seems as if he's a confidence player anyway, and his confidence has been knocked. Uh, Madison had an injury halfway through last season. He come back, didn't seem the same player as before he got injured, and he's, he's another one. He doesn't seem to be hitting the heights that he was sort of just over a year ago. Um, so, I think, you know, although we have had great success in the past, you know, five years or more, um, it's still the start of the season and we've still got plenty to play for. Um, I just hope that the team, you know, go out on Thursday and put a performance in that we know what they're capable of. Do you think we have, Ray, looking from the outside, do you think we've become victims of our own success? You could say that. I mean, you set a new benchmark now. You you, you know, you're not a team that's struggling. You're not a team that's middle of the table. You're a team that's gone. And if you look at the last, you won it in 2016, okay? The last five seasons, you finished first, fifth, and fifth. That's a good record, that. You know, I, I tell you what, you know, Liverpool would have been jealous of that record until recently. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that is true. So, so you, you know, you said you've you moved the bar, you've you, you raised the bar, and there is an expectation now. Having said that, we discussed it before. You look, you've, you've won two, lost two. It's early in the season. I'm, you know, I wouldn't be worried. I, I, I think, as we, dis, we discussed last week, your next few games, I think your next. Six games are really, really important. You know, yeah. that's your Napoli game, that's your uh, game against Millwall, Ledger Warsaw, yeah. and your three league games against Brighton, Burnley, and Palace. And I think you could win each of those games if you pick up, say, seven points out of those three league games. You, know, you can get, say, uh, four, even six points from your um, group stage of the Europa League and beat Millwall. I think you'll say that's a really decent start uh, to the season. You've played what seven games. You'd have got something like thirteen or fourteen points. I think you'd take that, wouldn't you? Yes, uh, it's a good it's a good point you make, me Scott. You know, when you look at, at our season, this is probably one of the easiest starts we've had. You know, I mean, West Ham was disappointing because they did that to us twice last year. We should have really sort of you know been been ready for that. But when you're looking at the teams we've drawn, 
we need to get a decent start because if we're not winning these games, then we, we could struggle later on. And, you know, I have a feeling if we're not fifth or sixth, you know, we're not in the top four week in, week out, some fans are going to start start moaning. Unfortunately, that's fans for you. They're very fickle and, you know, they, they will tend to look at the negatives more than the world of the positives. But like you say, and like Ray says, um, you know, looking at the f- games that we've got coming up, um, Na- Napoli or however you pronounce it, there will be um, a hard game to go to. I do believe there could be short of a couple of players, which may play into our hands. Yeah. Um, but when you're looking at uh, the likes of Millwall um, in the court, should easily beat them, but it's a cup game. You know, you, you can't take anything for granted on that. Um, two two but, words there, Newport County. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I would happily take seven points for the uh, for the league games, and then, like Ray says, even even if you took four points within the Europa League for the first two games, we've still got plenty of games to play in that competition. Yeah. DJ Nick says here, Ray, if Vardy's goal was inside, uh, Man City would have pushed on, uh, lining up perfect for the counter-attacking, so it could have been a different result on another day. But goals do that, don't they? Funny thing is, goals change the direction of matches. Um, City have a... a, you know, I I, I say they have a problem when they go behind in coming back. The longer it goes on... The less likely City uh, to score. If we if we hit back quickly, then we get back on an even keel, and then I think I think we can go ahead and, and beat teams. But it's getting that early goal, and then you know I, I always think back to that uh, deciding game for the formidable season from eighteen nineteen when City went behind against Brighton last game of the season, needed to win to win the league above Liverpool on goal difference, I think it was, or by one one point, sorry, and we went behind. And you start worrying, but we scored within two minutes or something, and then we just uh, crushed them. And so that's the thing. If, if Vardy scores, I think we start to struggle. Like, like you say, you know, um, we'll push up, we'll start taking risks, and that's that's just what Vardy wants. Vardy yeah. wants to be pushing up, taking risks. Um, so you know, look if it's if it's millimeters or inches, and that's what kept him um, off, took him offside. You know, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's fine margins. It is. It is. I mean, it was supposed to be changed this season. But look, VAR is VAR. We're stuck with it. We used, we used to always moan about the referees, didn't we? And now, we'll, uh, now we're moaning about VAR. It's uh, it's one thing under the... But Brookline from America, again, how the devil are you, Brookline? Thanks for joining us. Get Ray's thoughts on this. Man City seem to score many goals this season by banging the ball hard into the box and playing for the rebound. Jesus has done this in the prior games. Do you think this is a, is a tactic you were practising in training? I don't know. I mean, I'm not so about banging the ball in the box. We put him... Um, I think Jesus playing on the right puts... Because he's, I do believe, right-footed and Maras is left-footed. Mm. Maras is always cutting back. And so the ball is not coming in quickly. And I, I've, I've been wanting... We want. I want to still to have, uh, be given a go back on the right. I'm happy Jesus is there. He gets the ball and... I can't remember which game it was. It might have been the Norwich game. As soon as he gets it, bang. 
you know, he'll have one touch, put it in. He might try and take, have a couple of touches and cross, but he's putting early crosses in. And I think that that's uh, really important. You know, before you, defenders get a chance to set themselves, you know, he'll put that ball in and hopefully someone will do the business. And once you put it in the six-yard area, if you keep it away from the keeper, I think it's anything can happen. And, you know, you, yeah. you see, and, and it generally does. Um, so keep those early balls coming in and, you know, when we, whether we're playing false nine or a real nine, I don't, I don't think you, we could tell the difference with Ferran Torres. Uh, <laughs> but just keep the balls coming in. I think for me, I mean, Grealish on the other side, he hangs on to that ball too much. Grealish, mm. it's his nature to want to make things happen. So he's not like like Jesus. Je- Jesus has the ball passed out. He runs onto it, crosses it first time, or takes one touch, crosses it. Vardy gets the ball and he wants to see. He wants to create some magic. He wants to. It wants to. Be, he wants it to be about him. I think yeah. that's the big difference. Jesus is selfless. He wants to put that ball and let somebody else score, create the chance. But Grealish wants to do some trickery and either score himself or then lay it on for somebody else. But he wants to do that bit of magic. Whereas Jesus is more, uh, without being disrespectful, more of a workhorse. You know, yeah. just he does what he needs to do. Whereas, uh, Va- um, sorry, uh, Grealish is a bit of a short pony. I mean, Torres, I want to come on to him in a second separately. But Josh um, on Facebook here. Josh, again, how the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. Uh, Scott, he says, Brendan is going to focus on trying to win the Europa League. He, he's never got past that, that round that we got, I think round of 16 or 32 that we got to last season. Uh, the top four looks nailed on. And for me, yeah, I mean, Man City, he's going to be there or thereabouts. Chelsea have spent... Man United have got to win something for Oli this season after the players they've signed. Otherwise, I think he could be sort of down the old job centre. And Liverpool, it's just they're going to be there or thereabouts. So the top four, it does look pretty much nailed on. And it's going to be the hardest it has been for a long time, says Josh, with teams investing heavily. Top eight and a good crack at Europa would be a great season in my eyes. Agreed, agree, yes, Scott? Well, yeah, I... It's one of those that I don't think um, Brendan or the, the coaching staff are actually going to be prioritising Europa League per se. Um, I I think you know as a team, as players, and as as a squad themselves, everyone's going to want to play. Everyone's going to want to compete, um, and they're all going to want to do well in whatever competition that they're in. That's why Brendan came out with. Um, I believe at the end of the season, just before the transfer window opened up, that he wanted to bring in winners. Well, why try and bring in winners if you're not prepared to try and win uh, various competitions? Mm. So I think just trying to put all your eggs in one basket is kamikaze. Um, You know, we could retain the FA Cup. We could go and get the League Cup. There's plenty of plenty of opportunities for us as a squad, as a club, for us to, you know, do really well in this season. But I do think top eight, you know, is achievable. Yes. I mean, I wonder, um, Ray, top five, you know, everybody says we're going to finish fifth again. Looking at the, I mean, I know it's early days yet, but, you know, this time last season, we were in the top four. We were in there all season, barring when it counted, which was the last day. Um we're ninth at the moment, but it is early days, isn't it? And I think, you know, like yeah. I said, it's it's 
where we've set the bar before. You know, you've got, but you have got the top four: United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. You know, those are going to be the four that are going to be. Probably, yeah. It's kind of Scottish football, of <laughs> in a way, with Rangers and Celtic. But it, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. You know, Brighton, in no disrespect to Brighton, probably aren't going to be up there in fifth come the end of the season. So if you're only scoring five goals in four games, there's no way you're going to stay up there. No. <laughs> and Tottenham, you know, I mean, they, they had their two weeks at the top thanks to the international break. But aside from ourselves, you've got to think like West Ham, you know, they, they, they're doing it again. And I, did, I thought they sort of were punching above the weight last season. Everton got a good manager in now. Villa have done very well. So there's a lot of clubs that are actually looking at Leicester and going, we're going to get fifth off you. Look at the look at this. You, I mean, let's say the top four are the top four, okay, for argument's yeah. sake. You know, you yeah. look at the goal, for instance, you look at the goals against Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City have let one goal in in four games. I mean, United have let three in. So, you know, they're not going to give too much away. You're right, yeah. Brighton, I expect to fall away. But you, you've got a batch there. You've got Tottenham, West Ham, Everton and Leicester. And I think it'll come out. Those four will probably be the next four in, in the table. Uh, I can't yeah. see Arsenal picking up and ca- catching up. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, look, Everton are playing tonight. They could go top. So mm. um, you know, a good win and they go top. So it's, it's it looks like it's going to be a proper tight season uh, for top four and for the European spots as well. Um, and a few teams are going to be a little bit disappointed. Um, of course, which is nice. We want it to be tight, you know. We we, we <laughs> sometimes you can get you know the the, the fifth the, the the you know the fight for fifth place can be more exciting than the title. But I think it's going to be a bit harder for you this season to win it. Um, but I, personally, I do see you or Chelsea will will be there or there. It's going to be one of you two. I I believe. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the team that's in the best form, if you include the end of last season, is Liverpool. They've got the most mm. points. Because they won the was it the nine out of the last ten games last season or whatever it was, um, Chelsea do look good. They look very good. Uh, I, I was hearing a stat since Tuchel's uh, taken over, Chelsea have kept the most clean sheets. You know, mm. if you're going to keep clean sheets, you're not going to lose too many games. So, yeah. um, so that, that's 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 interesting stats. United ah, stuff them. I don't think they'll do it. I think Holly will be gone in the summer. Um, I think they're relying on on stars. Um, the Galact- a bit a bit of the Galactico model. You know, you know if you look at who they brought in, Varane, Sancho, and, and Ronaldo. So um, in, in the summer, so I think they'll be up there. I think it'll be tough for anybody to to, to take them on. Uh, you guys, look, I still think if you guys could, if you finish fifth again, and if I was a Leicester fan, I'd still take that. I'll yeah, say, you know, yeah, yeah. we're the best of the rest. We don't spend as much money, mm. you know, and uh, it's just, right now it's as much as we can hope for. But it's also, also, I think this is really important, it's showing consistency. It's giving you that base where you're doing it season in, season out, and then you will you will get that odd season where someone will have a bad season and you say, right, that fourth is ours now. So yeah. And it'll give you a chance and it'll give you the money uh, from Champions League instead of Europa League, and it, you know, you know, and you never know. You just, I think, you just got to stay there and and bide your time. Your chance will come. You'll have another good season or a little bit better than you know. Look at the last two seasons. One more win would have got you fourth, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's fine margins, and maybe this season it might be in your favour and against somebody else. 
yeah. and then you're back in the Champions League. And then it's one of these, you get, as I said, you get the extra money. And that maybe gets you one or two good players that you really want that you couldn't have afforded. So all these little things, but you've got that base now, two fifth place finishes, and and, and you you know you've got to make sure you've got that platform. And in the future, you either stay there or you step ahead. It's a good point, isn't it, Scott? And let's be honest, go go back ten years, and we 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 couldn't have dreamed of uh, a couple of fifth places. FA got way good way. It, you know, it, for us, fifth six, it, it it's great news. I tell you what, it's just been unbelievable ever since ever since the owners have came in. It's just been such a great journey to be on, um, and. Huge credit to the owners and all the staff that have been behind the scenes. Um, but like you say, you know, as a Leicester fan, to be achieving fifth place two seasons in a row, a couple of seasons before that, winning the league, you'd have never imagined it. Um, so, you know, it's awesome. Um, just hope it continues, really. <laughs> oh, oh, we hope so, so much. Right. <laughs> Before I let you go, I mean, your play, who was your player of the match for Manchester City? I mean, and I, the reason I'm asking that is because on the preview show I do with Craig, um, he always picks out one to watch. So one from the opposition that he thinks, right, and he did say it was very difficult with Man City just to, to pick one. Uh, but he kind of, he went for uh, our, our <laughs> Mr Torres. Um He's got to start performing soon, hasn't he? Or are you happy with him? It's it's difficult. I mean, sometimes you see a player, you see them playing and they have a good game. You think, yeah, yeah, maybe he can make it. And then they have a, a, a game where they're not involved that much. And you, then you start worrying. Hmm. Look, he's had, a, he's had some cracking games. You know, for Spain, he scored Atrick against Germany. All right, not the strongest Germany side, but Atrick in international yeah. football against Germany. He's still... Um, so, uh, you know, good news. Um, and he'll have bits and pieces where he'll do really well. But if, if we give him the chance, it's up to City to give him the chances. If you don't give him the chances, it's very difficult for him to score. I don't think he creates too much himself. He's the guy, he's there to finish. You put him through, I think he's a good finisher. Um, what I like about him, I've compared him to someone like Raheem or even Mares and some of the others. Some of the others, when they get a one-on-one, they just leather the ball. They just hit it and rely on look, you know, to be honest. Whereas Torres, he's actually passing it past the keeper. He's trying to score, not just hit it hard and hope for the best. And I think he very rarely hits it at the keeper. So, I like his finishing. He's, what, 22 years old? 21, 22? I think he's 21. He's got loads of time. He needs the experience and he's lucky that we didn't get Kane because he's getting that extra experience. It'll be interesting to see next week when uh, KDB's fit, what we do. Mm. You know, yes. do we, uh, you know, do we push, uh, move it around and just for Torres to drop out? You know, when Forden's back, you know, what do we do? How, how do we squeeze Forden in? So it's it's, it's tough decisions <laughs> for Pep to make, but, you know, that's why he's paid the, the big money. That's why he's the big cheese to make those yeah. decisions. But for me, um, for me, I, I'll move on to my, who I thought was City's player was uh, Bernardo Silva. He scored the goal, right place at the right time. Okay, you can argue that. But you know he's twinkled so he put some some good runs in, some good dribbles, some good crosses. Um, you know he's what I like about him is his energy. 
he's he just doesn't stop. You know, there was a start a couple of seasons ago, he was running like miles more than anybody else, and he just doesn't stop running. And you know, it's, it's and the good thing is, even though he wants to leave for personal reasons, he still puts in a shift and he still puts in good performances. Um, and I, I think he's a cracking player, and you know, I, I don't want him to go because. I think when KDB's not around, um, quite a few players actually step up, and he's one of them. And he is actually on the on the BBC website. He is not only your player of the uh, of the of man of the match. He's actually the man of the match uh, yeah. overall. And it, it's funny to think that had you signed Kane, that it might well have been him that that made way. Yeah, the, the rumor is that City needed to sell. You know, when they were looking at Ronaldo. One of the reasons why people are saying the Ronaldo deal didn't happen because when City were negotiating, they still had to let somebody go and they couldn't sort that out because people haven't got the money. Uh, and that's why the Ronaldo deal was taking a while. And that's what uh, allowed Man United to nip in. And, you know, um, City wanted him for free. United mm -hmm. said, no, oh, Juventus, we'll pay you some money. And Mr. Ronaldo, you want half a million a week? No problem. Yeah. Whereas City were negotiating, like like you should do, and saying, yeah. Juventus, we're not going to give you a penny. And Ronaldo, we're not going to give you that much. We'll give you a good amount, but not that much. So, um, yeah, uh, one person had to go. It would it would have been civil, but no one's got the money. Maris, yeah. Maris can stick his role. Um, Maris's problem, Brooklyn's come up with that, is he had two games at the start of the season to perform. Okay, against difficult teams, you could argue, are the two toughest games we've had this season, and that's Spurs and Leicester. And he didn't perform. Jesus, okay, you can argue again, he's been lucky. He came in against Norwich, got a couple of assists, and there was an own goal from one of his crosses. He ends up keeping that spot. Next game against Arsenal, okay, you could argue, another bottom-of-the-table team. But... Jesus has done the job. So Maris, Maris has got nowhere, no one to blame except himself. He had two chances, he blew them. Jesus has stepped in, had two chances, he stuck them. And now, you know, I, I, I think Jesus will be there for a while. Um, I mean, the interesting thing is going to be who's going to play on the left. Is it going to be Foden yeah. or is it Grealish? A hundred million pounds. Can you afford to, to drop Grealish? But uh, but yeah, and we we know you know Scott will nod away. We know sort of the moody Mares that you can the, the the side of him. I'm gonna let you go because we're gonna talk a lot now about Leicester. Mm -hmm. So Ray, well done on the three points. We get the trophy. You get the three points. And yes, it is a trophy. It's silverware and it counts. Had we lost, it would have been a pre-season yeah, friendly. No, I'm not mate. denying that at all. Mate, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy your wallowing tonight. <laughs> hey, you know, we, um, we live in the past. We live in the fact that we've been... Live in the future, man. Live, look at the next six or seven games. Live in the future and say, right, we're going to do you, we're going to do you, we're going to do you. We might get a draw there, we're going to do you. And, you know, in, 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 a, in a month's time, we'll be up about six in, in the table, fifth or sixth, uh, through to the next round of the Caribbean Cup. Look like him. We look uh, like we're qualifying for the Europa League and knockout stages. Look positive. 
brilliant. As always, Ray, it's great to have you on. We'll Isn't probably it? chat when we uh, we'll probably meet in the semi final of some cup competition. <laughs> we always seem to, and later in the game. Um, but thanks very much for coming on. Well done for yeah, Saturday. Take care, Ray. And we'll speak thanks soon. Take thanks care. a lot. Take care. Bye bye. Oh, I can be, I can pull my chair back up now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to redesign my graphics. Um, Patrick oh, says here, Man City fan, um, Scott, uh, Leicester City scare him. Uh, and I think we did, uh, for me, when we when we broke, we did have them worried and Edison had made made some good saves for them. He was their, you know, third third rated player. Um, Luckman looked like the real deal. He could have had a couple at the end and I can't blame the guy because he's only literally just, you know, it was his first uh, minutes on the pitch for Leicester. But he, he looks the, the the deal, doesn't he? As uh, as um, Patrick said, yeah, definitely. You know, like I said to you at the start of the show, there were players that did seem to step up, um, and you know, going against Man City, it's one of those that you do or die sort of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luckman looked absolutely unreal. I can't wait to see him carry on playing in a Leicester shirt yes, um, yeah. but yeah, you know there are players that we have got that have got quality within the squad and it's just all about getting the best out of them um, and, and the problem you know, I think we've got now Scott is the fact that we've been screaming for years we've not got the squad depth we want more players, we need more players now we have got that squad depth is choosing between them. I mean, Patrick, again, uh, Brookline, you've got, you've got a good question there. I'm going to come to it in a second. Why is Pats and Dacca not playing? And the question you've got to say is, who do you drop for Pats and Dacca? Because it's, it's, it's Vardy. And can we afford to drop Vardy? And the problem is, when you bring these players in, unless you're bringing in a Ronaldo, a Lukaku, or a £100 million player like Grealish, you can't just drop the players that have got you to where they are because it just demoralises the morale within the camp. You've got to wait for these players to start playing badly or another competition like the Europa League, like the Caribou Cup, for them to, to, to play in. I see what you're saying, Chris, but... it. it... In all honesty, I think the, the only player for me that up until uh, playing against Man City was a player that needed drop-in, and that would have been Madison. And I still stand <laughs> by it now. I knew you were going to say that, so I just thought I'd bring that comment up just to tie in with that. <laughs> it, it, it's just been so lackadaisy compared to how he, how he was last season. And I get that he's had an injury. I get that you know, sometimes it does take a process for players to get match fit. And, um, yeah, it just seems to have had too much time playing now. I, I think now would be the time for him to sort of take a step back, even if it means chuck him in the Europa League and in the cup competitions to give him the game time and get the confidence back and things like that, rather than play, play him in the Premier League. Because... In, in all honesty, like um, some of the viewers have stated, why can't Pats and Daka play? Why can't Iniacho play in a 4-4-2 system or something like that? We've got the players now to be able to, you know, change formations around and yeah, play yeah. these players 
And I, you know, like every everyone who's a Leicester City fan, I'd love to see Pats and Dakar playing up front with Vardy or in the Acho Dakar, you know, whatever the mm. the formation may be, there's plenty of players there now that, you know, we need to start rotating the squad with the amount of games that we've got coming up thick and fast in various different competitions. Yeah, you, 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 you're quite right there. And, you know, I I, I got annoyed because I, I'm, I mean, you know, Patrick again says here, ex-Man City player, Kelechi was the man, now bench. Well, I don't think Madison wanted to leave. I mean, it was, it was a lot in the paper. The, he's never actually come out and his agent has not come out. There was never any talk that he wanted to leave. It was all sort of press speculation. You believe that or you don't. But... Yeah, Kelechi was doing so well at at the end of last season. And we've got Barnes, and I think he's been dropped because we've tried to accommodate Harvey Barnes coming back into the side. Because remember when Kelechi was doing well, Barnes and Madison were both out. So that's why he went for the two up front. But it worked for us, apart from maybe Newcastle and, and Tottenham on the last day. It was, And he was obviously our top scorer last season. But, you know, I know, I forget who it was that said, Brendan very much likes what goes on on the training field. And this is, he's, you know, why probably Perez gets so much time, because his attitude on the training pitch is correct. And that was the problem probably with Damari Gray. He's, he had a bad attitude. Now, what you know, you could say different reasons why, and he's doing well now at Everton, and it's a different manager, he just gets on with him better. But... You can't play your games on how people, their attitude on the training period. They've got to start putting the performances in. And yet, I think I think we need to take Madison out. Definitely give him give him a bit of a, a bench. You know, bench. We know he can produce the goods. Look at the goal he scored against Man City last season. He can be a game changer. Well, in that case, bring him on at the end. I'd love to see what Perez does on the training field, I really would, because he's, <laughs> he's one of them players that I, I honestly can't... Don't get me wrong, he's a good workhorse. That's about the only thing that is good about him. He will get about the pitch, he will try and defend and things like that, but he's just easily pushed off the ball, and there's so many faults in his game, it's unreal. Um, but, you know, as one of the reviewers has stated about um, Brendan seems to pick players that um, do well at the training ground. Well, it, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I've seen a few of the videos, and I know Vardy, for example, is sort of a party animal when he's on the training field. He's always having a laugh and a joke and everything like that, and playing games. And every time you go into, every time you watch interviews about him and things like that. It just seems as if he's the, how can I put it? It's like that drug overdose sort of thing to keep you hyped up and going all the time. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Um, so I can only imagine Perez fits into that mould sort of thing as opposed yes. to what he's actually doing on the training ground, i.e. You know, making key passes, um, making key runs and various other things um and if that's how brendan wants to pick his team mm. then that's up to him sort of thing but yeah. me personally um I, I would 
I'd love to see um, both Luckman and Barnes either side on, on the wick on on the wings. Yes, um, yes. playing in a four four two. We will formation. do. I think you know, and I know Luckman is very much a left sided midfielder. That's the role he played for Fulham. But I mean, you know, if you've got one on one side, one on the other, they can interchange because you know we know Barnes can play on the right. He's right footed. You know, it, it, it's great to confuse the the opposition defence if you're swapping those players. I'm trying not to get too excited by Luckman, and I know people were disappointed with him when we signed him because of the other players that we've been linked with. But having just sort of paid out 15 million for a defender that we weren't expected, I honestly think that had an effect on who we could go for. And we know, at the end of the day, you've got to remember, Wig saying, we're going after this player, we're going after this player. We don't know that they might say, I don't actually want to go to Leicester. You know, we, we, we forget that. We presume that people just want to come here. Um, but, let you know, with Luckman, I remember getting excited about Under. You know, he had a couple of good games and look, look what happened to it. Um, look what happened to him. You know, he was over and out after about five games. So, but Luckman does, no pun intended, look, look the business on, on that game. Um, I want to see the new signings do well. But talking about new signings that did well, I thought Vestergaard was amazing. I, I get him being taken off because he'd only played 15 minutes for the season. Um, but he was immense, wasn't he, in defence? He, he was outstanding, really was. And he... It was a crying shame to see him go off. I do understand, you know, you, you've got to nurse the players into um, full fitness, match fitness and things like that. But up until that point, he, you know, he put his heart on, on his sleeve and he, he defended for his life. Um, and he seemed to command the 18-yard box as well with Soyuncu. He seemed to have that calming effect on Soyuncu. Um mm. So, in that, you know, I'm very eager to see what the pairings will be in the next couple of games on who, well, not next couple of games, throughout the season on who Brendan decides who's going to be the centre-back pairings and what formations that he's going to play. But Vestergaard did look a solid uh, centre-back for us. And you mentioned him there, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to bring him bring him up. But um, Soyuncu, and I must admit, um, you kind of forget that he's he played on the right, and you, you just think was that a tactical decision? Well, it was obviously was a tactical decision by Brendan Rodgers because he always plays on the left, and that seems to be where he's comfy. But playing him on the right, and again, I think it was Craig maybe that mentioned this was saying he had to just concentrate on the basics because he wasn't on his natural side. If he's on his left, he's doing his little Cruyff turns and his you know Brazilian passes back to Schmeichel and it scares you and what have you. But on the where he was, he had to um basically just say just do the basics and, and he did that right. And the, the deflection for the goal was unlucky. You know, you can't blame any defender for a deflection. But I thought it did you know, Craig had a point there. It did make a a, a difference. Yeah, I think it did. And I think when you look at look back at when he played in the Euros, he played on the left hand side of uh, a centre back pairing, and he he was still doing the silly um, Cruyff turns and you know yes, knocking yes. it around, 
near the 18-yard box. And, yeah, he seems to have... Pulling him with Vestacar seems to have gave him a whole new confidence. And I think I think if, if I were Brendan now, that's where I would keep him. Um, whether it's with Vestacar, whether it's with Evans, you know, I, I think you need that um, authority by the side of him. Um, but like I say, I think even Fafana um, will be paired either side. But I do see Solintu with, say, Vestacard, for example, and Fafana with Evans. So you've got that. Um, I was going experience. to say, yeah, it is early days, but when Fafana comes back, who do you play with him? Um, I think you play Evans. And the yeah. reason why I say Evans is Evans um, is greater the defender that he is. He's, he's not got an awful lot of pace. Whereas Fafana's got bags of it. So if we are in trouble or anything like that, at least you can, I won't say rely on uh, Fafana to be able to prevent the goal from happening, but you've got a better chance of him being able to get back rather than Sonyunchi himself. Yeah. I, t- I touched on a good point. I, I touched on it earlier uh, about how our sort of five best players on the pitch were probably the goalkeeper and, and the back four. Um, I know Alan Bennett who picks our man of the match. I mean, he actually picked Soyuncu as his man of the match. And he did, apart from the unfortunate deflection, have a good game. You could say Schmeichel, who, in fairness, you know, somebody said he costs us the game sometimes with his kickouts. I'm sorry, no. He he, he saves a lot more than he costs us, you know. Um, had it not been for Schmeichel, I think we could have been looking at an Arsenal score, to be honest with you. You know, he was stopping everything. And Vestergaard as well. It could have been any of those 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 three, really, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's one of those, it was really hard to try and pick a man of the match performance out of um, the, the back five. Um, but I, th- I think you're right in what you say in regards to Schmeichel. It does save a lot more than what um, he lets in. I think, personally, I'd love to see him do what his dad did. And that's just if the ball, 90 mile an hour, up the top end, up the other end of the pitch. Because I think his weakest point is definitely playing out from the back. Um, Other than that, fantastic servant. Awesome goalkeeper, and I'm forever thankful that he signed for Leicester. Of course, yeah. Static, how the devil are you, sir? Good uh, good evening. Thanks for joining us. You must be happier. Three points at last. Arteta for manager of the season? <laughs> I jest. I jest. <laughs> uh, congrats. Thank you, Static. Yeah, thank you very much. We are uh, we have reached the thousand. And just if anybody wants to, and you know, it, it's up to yourself. We have reached the thousand. You can, I believe, if if you're watching on YouTube, uh, and I hope you are, that you can actually. There's a little button at the bottom with a little S sign in it, as it says at the bottom there, going across the banner. If you'd like to donate to help the channel run. It, it isn't cheap to run the channel. Well, it can be cheap, but obviously I do all the uh, the, the videos and what have you. So there's, there's cost involved. Just help us out. It would be more than welcome. Um, Arteta still needs to go despite the win. I was getting Arteta ready. To, I thought he was going to appear on Pointless. 
yeah, I know, I know it's a corny joke, but you know, come on, that's me, corny. Um, <laughs> we've got these coming up, Scott. You know, we've got Napoli on Thursday, uh, Brighton at the weekend, who are doing all right themselves at the moment. You know, again, shows that I cannot predict anything in football because I said, they say West Ham were punching above the weight last season, they're still there. I said Brighton could probably go down this season, they're up there. No, it's early days. Millwall away. I mean, you know, you, you, even for where they are, that is never going to be easy. And then Burnley on um, on on on, uh, on uh, the, the week after that, we're going to see some changes in the team, aren't we? Yeah, hundred percent. We need to. Um, Napoli. I, I suspect having Danny Ward in goal. Um, Personally, I think he deserves a chance to be able to play at a higher level than what he has been while he's been at Leicester. Um, and, you know, Dakar needs to be given a run out. Um, there's various other players that, you know, especially within the Europa League, they need to be given games. Um, Brighton, yeah. That, when, when you look at how they've performed, over the start of the season, that could be a tricky game. I still think we'll get the three points, um, but the right mentality has got to turn up in the right... The players have got to show willingness to be able to um, get the three points. Um, but, you know, we have got games that are achievable in the next couple of fixtures. It's all about squad selection and players being either match fit or you know, ready and up for it, sort of thing. Mm. Is um, static says here Leicester unlucky to lose, in my opinion. I mean, you know, if you say if you look at the stats and, and the amount of efforts that Man City had, yeah, you can't argue the fact that they won one nil, and you know, you accept that. But yeah, it 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 could have been different had, had that goal gone in. Somebody said earlier. Uh, and I think you know we we did hurt them, and it, they got either had Carson winning goal, who knows, who knows. But uh, it's all about if buts and maybes. This this game of football, isn't it? You know, um, you went for a one-one. Um, That's better than what I did. I went for four-two to Man City. <laughs> well, I went for two-one. I was the only one out of me, Steve Walsh, Ian Marshall, uh, Steve Lynch, Jerry Taggart, and Ian Wilson that went for a Leicester win. All the ex-pros that it was going to be a draw or or or, or um, oh God, Man City. So, uh, but I, I can never predict against Leicester. That that's my downfall. Uh, Dorco says it's sad that we can't even sell all of our tickets so far for Napoli. I just, I just think, to be honest with you, what we've got to, I think, accept is that. Um, <laughs> sorry about this, mate, but I've got to put this one up. Um, I think we've got to accept that we've come back from this pandemic and we've not been able to get. Um, how can I say this? We've not been able to get to matches for eighteen months, so you should expect to. Um, You'd, you're, you would think fans would be rushing to get back, but we've come back to a new normal. Yeah, right. I, I think and, you've also... haven't you... got the money. I mean, I had, at the start of the pandemic, I had a job. I don't have a job now. 
Uh, I know there's a lot of people, and it's fine, I think, if, to a point if you live in Leicester. And I'm not decrying the fact that, you know, if you lose your job wherever you live. But, for example, for me, it's a seven-hour return journey, parking, petrol, food, it, it, the season ticket. It's money I haven't got and I can't afford now because I'm not working. And I think we have to accept that. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to mention before you jumped in um, mm. about the lack of people, you know, coming back into work, for example, because, you know, a lot of people have been um, sort of getting like 80% of the, of the usual wages sort of thing um, up until being able to return back to work. So everyone's probably low on funds. They're, they're trying to get back to a new normality. Um so, you know, everyone's got to prior prioritise things. Um, I think, you know, getting getting past sort of Christmas sort of time, you will start seeing um, the, the stadiums a lot more fuller, especially in your cup competitions and your, um, your, your Europa League. Yes. Um, Terry, good evening, Terry. How the devil are you? Only just caught here. Can you start again, please? Welcome to the opposition review. Tonight we're looking down. And excuse me, you've turned up late, Terry. I expect a note from your parents. And none of this, my dog, get my, my, my telephone cord or anything like that. But I do expect a note off your mother. Uh, static, uh, it's been a year now, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm used to not working, shall we say. Um, JB here. Um, what do you expect when we play All Brighton is awful? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying your opinion is wrong. Uh, he had a bad game yesterday. All Brighton always gives a hundred percent. Um, yes, I think now, a bit like Vardy's going to be because of his age, I think he's going to become a, a, a super sub and bring him on. But he didn't have the best of games, in fairness, did he, Scott? No, he's he, don't get me wrong, Albrighton's never been a player for a lot of pace. Um, but I did feel against Man City, especially as the game was getting um nearer to the end, he did start start did start looking as if he was blowing a bit. Um and unfortunately it's just one of those where um we're still trying to coach players back into match fitness and, you know, back to being full, fully fit. So, you know, one bad performance can be flipping looked at as a, yeah, all right, it's going to happen. Let's start, let's look forward to the next one and hopefully he can pick up his game sort of thing. I mean, I can see where JB is coming from. Well, Bryant was awful against Norwich, but didn't get stick because he scored. You know, at the end of the day, how many players get man of the match when they've done nothing, but they've got they've got the goal, you know. But we do at Leicester seem to like to pick on a player for whatever reason. You know, it was Slimani, it was Chilwell, we always it was Gray. We've always seemed to have a player each season that we like to pick on. But there's certain players that seem to get a free pass. Vardy has a bad game and it's Jamie Vardy, you know, or Brighton has a bad game, but it's all Brighton. But these players, you know, we know what they can do and they can change a game, can't they? Or Brighton can put one huge, brilliant cross in and it'd be, you know, it Friday whoever gets on the end of it and it's changed the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, 
I, I get where you're coming from when it comes to uh, players in the past that have been sort of scapegoats throughout the season. Mm. Um, and in, in some ways, the, these players haven't met fans, um, how can I put it, levels in, what should they, in which they expect. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if the likes of All Brighton mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but he, he, he came, came for nothing. And since he's joined this, the team, he, he's always been able to put in a man of the match performance. So if he, if he has a, game, a bad, you know, two, three games on, on the spin sort of thing, then that's when you start looking at him and say, right, okay, is it worth dropping him and bringing someone else in or something like that? You don't tend to go for a player that has had a bad game and say, right, he needs dropping for the next game sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you did that, you'd disrupt the whole whole squad. Yeah, Yeah, you can't drop a player on one bad game. I I agree. I think with Albrighton as well, he could have left. Burnley were allegedly after him. He signed a new contract. The thing is, we've had nobody, really. We, we, we had under, but he didn't work out. We've had nobody on that side that can interchange with him. Maybe now Luckman will give us that option. Um, and may, maybe, maybe sort of Albrighton will become the, the, the super sub sort of person and or play in less games. It all depends, of course, how, how Luckman how Luckman fits in. But I'm glad he stayed, to be honest with you. Um, Dorco, shame that Vardy had to put in the cross from Harvey Barnes. I'm going to say hello to Miss Molina. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I tell you what, if I could wrap her roundabout up and send it to you, Molina, I would do. And that she knows that. Did you enjoy the video? And before anybody starts saying... That, no, it wasn't one of those videos that I sent. <laughs> I just realised when I said that, like, oh, people are going, what people are going to be thinking? Um, she, she, she's, um, she's twenty something today. <laughs> Let's not give a lady's age away. But happy birthday! I do hope you are having a good one, um, David. Unless my memory fails me, or Brighton has generally looked the look best coming on as a sub, not as a starter. Yeah, I think he is as well. I think he's that super sub that comes on, gives us that bit of, of pace that he's still kind of got and gets those crosses in when the defence is a bit knackered. But like I've just said, you know, who else have we got on that side at the moment? You know, moving forward, Luckman, dare I say Perez comes back. I don't really want to say that. You know, we, we don't Easy, know. Chris. We don't know. Carry on, Scott. Sorry. I was just saying, he's saying about Perez. He's that, he's that player. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> yes. He, he never seems to turn up whenever he's on the pitch anyway. So it's yes. pointless having him back anyway. Um, but, you know, I, I do take uh, into consideration what the previous um, person said about Albrighton playing um, in the second half rather than uh, playing a full game. He, he he does have that tendency to um, be able to play a lot better if he's only put on the pitch for 30 minutes or so. But unfortunately, with how, um, especially on the right-hand side, 
we have been short of a couple of players. Um, and you mentioned yourself about Senzi Under. Um, he, he started off fantastically, but what I was led to believe, and you know, I could be wrong in, in what I say here, but um, it, there was speculation going around at the time that it was due to um, how many games that he played and things like that on whether we were going to sign him or not. Whether it's due to that, whether it's due to the attitude, you know, who knows? We'll probably never find out. But he, he was an exciting player and I would have liked to have seen him play a bit more on the right-hand side through last season. I would. I think that when we've seen his performances for Turkey in the Euros and what have you, I think he, he just wasn't quite good enough, you know. And it's hard to say a player is bad after one bad game. But then, in fairness, this was me. I was saying how good he was after one game. Okay, <laughs> it kind of works both ways. JB, I think if we put this to a poll and you're entitled to your opinions and I respect your opinions, but Perez is a better footballer than Albrighton and you're not joking, I don't think you would get a lot of people agreeing with you there. Um, but like I say, football is about opinions and, and, and I respect that. Um uh, going to round it up now, but Static, Ujoa as well. I don't think Ujoa got picked on at all. No, I think Ujoa was, was well loved and I think we uh, we wish we'd kept him, to be honest with you. Um, I think you're lolling at my singing there, which I suppose is it could have been a worse reaction. I, I think, I think yeah. Ujoa um, was just unlucky um, with the lucky games, um, especially at the start of his... Um, you know, period of playing for Leicester sort of thing. But as he got more games, he, he he seemed to find, to have the confidence and did seem to sort of gel within the squad sort of, um, you know, through the, the remainder of the season sort of thing. He, he was just one of those players that at the very start, he didn't seem to get the games. And that's why a lot of players, when uh, a lot of fans, when he did... Uh, come in as a substitute or start games, a lot of players were getting on at him because he wasn't the Jamie Vardy and he wasn't, you know, yes, this, that yes, and the other yes. striker sort of thing. Yeah. Um, JB, we, I think we all like Berardi and I think Berardi would have been the one that we wanted and maybe by getting Luckman in for the season on loan, a bit like uh, under there, if he doesn't perform, maybe we can go back for Berardi. But the problem you've got to think is that these players, there's nothing to say that Berardi wants to come to us. You know, we may have put an offer in for him and he may have said, no, we, we have to think that way. Yep, um, JB, you spelt Static's name wrong. It's Static as... Just think of Arsenal's defence. The Static. <laughs> you know, you know what his name is. Sorry, static. Couldn't, 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 couldn't uh, not say that. Uh, Vardy is thirty-four and on the left ring, white right ring in the middle, but not all at the same time. <laughs> but, uh, mate, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. You're very welcome, Paul. You know, uh, it's, been, it's been great having you on and your thoughts on this. Um, big game coming. Well, big week coming up, but we've got Napoli. Uh, a, would you take a draw at this point? No, I think you've got to go for the three points. Uh, I strongly think you've got to go through three points to start off the the campaign as you as you wish to go on. Um, uh, don't get me wrong; I think it's going to be hard. Um, what I've seen of the news in regards to Napoli and their players um, potentially not being able to play, 
could play into our hands. But, mm. you know, it, it's one of those, we need the three points on Thursday. Obviously, Napoli are well, the first seed in the group. So, um, it, it is going to be the toughest game. Scott, hopefully see you again soon. Thanks very much for coming on, as always. Take care, stay safe, all the best to your family, and we will speak soon. Cheers, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Take care, buddy. You're welcome, Scott. Thanks for coming on. Take care. Bye-bye. Scott there, thank him so much for coming on uh, on this Opposition View show. Um, Coming up this week, yeah, it's going to be a busy three weeks, I'm not going to lie. Um, Tomorrow night, it is the prediction show, and then we kind of start to get ready for this. It's the Europa League with Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. Please press those buttons on YouTube for more Leicester City content. We're all going on a European tour. Yes, it's back. It's Europe. It wasn't the Champions League. Wasn't wasn't the best thing in either. I'm not going to deny it. Um, but we are back in Europe. And let's be honest with you, I'd take the conference. As long as we're playing in Europe, that's what we need. That is what Leicester... I mean, you know, it's it's a good season. We're in Europe. We should get out of the group. If we finish third, we drop into the conference. So Tuesday, tomorrow, it's the prediction show, and we've got a Spurs fan on. We're keeping that London connection going. Uh, we didn't have a very good weekend predicting the results this, uh, this this weekend, so let's hope we can do a little bit better. Uh, Wednesday, it's the preview show when we've got a Napoli fan coming on all the way, all the way from Fulham. But he's a Napoli fan, so he's coming on. He's going to do. He's going to do the preview show with us, and Craig will be joining us as well. And then obviously we've got the post-match show. Josh is back. Yes, he's, he's married. He's settled in. He's coming back uh, for the post-match show on Thursday. Well, again, my thanks to Scott. Thanks for all you guys that are in the chat joining in. All you non-Leicester fans as well. Let's um, just you know, static. Thanks for popping on. I hope you're well, mate, and things are going well for you. Uh, Doorcoat, thanks very much as well. JB, um, yeah, I'd say Berardi. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Terry Fuller, um, Terry, just get here on time next time. Have you liked the channel, Terry? Have you subscribed to the channel on YouTube? Set yourself a reminder. Press that little bell button. No excuse. Next time, next time you're late, it'll be an early night, up to bed. No no supper. <laughs> so thanks to Melina. Happy birthday to you again. Thanks for popping on. Um, and uh, David S., thanks for joining us. Brookline from America. Always great to see you, mate. Thanks for coming on as well. Bcom uh, and Patrick, the Man City fan, thank you all. Uh, it does help, obviously, when you come on and, and, and add your comments on. Thank you for them all. I'll see you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, with Brad and with um, Simon, the Spurs fan, who are no longer top. Who knew? Good night. Hello, then. Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.